0: This episode of BTP Daily is brought to you by K-Rico Coffee, man, one of the best coffee places you can go to, and they're also selling coffee for everyone all over the place, but it's nice to have some coffee at home. It's also nice to have some coffee somewhere else, but it's also tremendous to go have some over at K-Rico Coffee. For those of you that live down in South Florida, definitely a place you want to go to. It's over at 2728 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. And uh, you will enjoy it. JR and the gang have some tremendous coffee, have some tremendous types of coffee recipes and all this other good stuff that you will definitely enjoy. But more what you will enjoy other than the coffee, let me be completely honest with you on this one, is the people. You go in there, you chat, they talk. What a concept, right? People talking nowadays face-to-face and uh, you know, actually caring about what you say And no need to really look at your cell phone in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, K. Rico Coffee gives you that more human experience, that human touch, because they care so much about their craft, but they also care so much about making you, the consumer, happy with your cup of coffee. Whatever type of coffee you might like, everybody has different tastes, everybody has different likes, K. Rico Coffee has it for you. K. Rico Coffee, it's the people that make coffee good. julian has gone. That's pretty much how it went. And it was a very weird four months in, in which not only did Julian Lopetegui burn bridges at Real Madrid, he also burnt bridges with the Spanish national team, which in turn burned bridges with Real Madrid, which in turn burned bridges with the Spanish FA. What a wonderful if you want to call it that, Uh, tripartite affair, threesome for some, depending on how you want to look at it. One of those fatal type of attractions, if you will, where everyone had their little bit to blame because today in the statement, Real Madrid comes out and and it pretty much says the the statement and, and I don't have it written in front of me right now. I don't have it verbatim. But the... Ideal was that we the board believed that the situation was disproportionate based on the amount of Ballon d'Or nominees that we had eight which was historic in, in, in the history of Real Madrid which was something that had never been that had never occurred in the history of Real Madrid before and the results that were being put out by the team at that moment at, when you finish reading that statement the bus not only just ran over Julian Lopetegui it stopped, reversed and ran right, by, right by, ran right back over him once again that again is pretty much the state of things at Real Madrid with Florentino Perez because it was funny and I always mention that moment in Miami when he talked about how much he believed in Julian Lopetegui and how great things were going to be and how awesome things were going to be. Hey, you guys saw how this team has performed so far in the International Champions Cup, which I find funny because a year ago, and it was a great quote uh, by Luis Suarez after a Clasico, when he says, hey, remember when... Actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't Luis Suarez. It was by... Um, by Valverde, by Ernesto Valverde, after the match. Hey, remember last year when we got trounced? We pretty much got beat pretty bad by Real Madrid, and people were saying that things were not looking good, and, well, look how things ended up. Well, we've been on that side, now we're on this side. That shows you a little bit about how things are in the world of football. Once, you know, it's not linear, it's circular. And when things go well, you're on top of that circle or in that globe or on top of the world or however you want to look at it, but boy, that world does keep spinning. My father used to say, yeah, you might be on top, but the earth rotates every 24 hours or does a whole rotation in 24 hours, translates a little bit better in Spanish. So that's pretty much how things are when it comes to the world of football. And, again, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of fingers to point. But at the end of the day, everyone has a little bit to blame. The players had a bit to blame. And it was great to see players like Casemiro come out and say, hey, you know what? You know We're, we're the disaster. 5 ones indicative of our season. We were a disaster as a team. It wasn't Julian's fault. It's our fault, too, for not performing. And you have to give him credit for that, for at least coming out and saying, hey, It's not just one person's fault. Yes, it was Lopetegui's fault because he tried to implement some type of logic. He was coming in with his ideas, something that Real Madrid, you have to be very wary of how you present those ideas to individuals, especially Florentino Perez. That's a big issue. He thought that there was a need to have a bigger goalkeeper. Okay, fine. You know, and and now... I've been a proponent of Kaylor Navas for a while. But yesterday, in El Clásico, you could not blame Thibaut Courtois for many things that went wrong with Real Madrid. He, he's not the problem. He comes in and he's in a great situation. And, and, and as I've said before, you know, it's very hard for any player, I don't care who you are, to say no to Real Madrid. Or to any big club, for that matter. But for, you know, for... The sake of the conversation, we have to use the term or the the name of Real Madrid. What, what do you What do you expect? What What do you think of of a player you know that's in a bad situation? What do you think of a of a coach that's in a bad situation? What do you think about a coach that's in a bad situation who, on top, the players aren't executing at the best possible level? What do you say? How can you perform? How can you react? How can you really bounce back? if you've never really sold the dressing room with your ideas and your ideals that's a big question that is left as far as the players are concerned as far as Real Madrid is concerned you know what 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 could have been done better I, you know, I'd say I don't know things look promising but it all stems of, of understood and absurd pride that's what Florentino Perez said about the national team sacking Julian Lopetegui. And when you look at it in hindsight, you know, you have different fingers to point. But the biggest and longest one you have to look at is definitely that of Florentino Perez. You know, why did he have to negotiate then that announcement and say, hey, you know what? Let's try and make things a little bit calmer. Why do we have to announce him now? Why can't we wait until the World Cup for for that to be done and again that's where Florentino Perez ends up meddling in one situation and finding himself in another that's a very big PR hit for him you know you could say that he still has credit after winning three Champions Leagues after the recent success that he's had as a president of a club that's been amongst one of the most successful, if not the most successful in the past four or five years so then a lot of questions have to be you know answered as far as it's concerned. Florentino has a lot to blame. Florentino came through and was able to make a lot of gaffes throughout this time And mind you results helped him but again the way that the results were acquired, is another big question mark. The Champions Leagues weren't the most convincing wins. They were convincing enough, but I'm talking about the entire Champions League run itself. There was a lot of people questioning Real Madrid, but they still found as a team ways to win games, whether it was by by luck, by poor refereeing, by favor favorable refereeing, whatever you want to call it. They did it. But at the same time, it did cover a lot of cracks that were present some cases, a lot of craters. That's what wins like those end up doing. And they end up overriding certain things. I mean, La Liga, their performance last season was indicative of what's going on now. Let's be honest as far as that's concerned. It's something that that has been quite prevalent over the last year and a half under Zinedine Zidane, now under Julian Lopetegui, and of course, as of today, with Santiago Solari. That, again, you have to start looking from that perspective and understanding that there's there's greater things than just lifting the trophy itself. You have to start to analyze other things. And what were the problems? I mean, to let Cristiano Ronaldo go the way he did, to let Zinedine Zidane go the way he did and not really find a replacement, that really starts to really ask a lot of questions about his leadership as a president and as the omnipotent and omniscient factor and entity that he has become over Real Madrid, and no one else can really override his beliefs and what he thinks and how he sees the game, that ends up being more preoccupying than anything else. That, to me, ends up being the most telling thing, even more so than the 5-1 to beating that Barcelona, without Messi, gave an already injured and already vulnerable and already weakened Real Madrid side.